Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. Hey, welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast. I am Lee. With me is Todd. Todd, how are you? And we're going to get more into Todd in just a second. Not literally. That would be weird. No surgical stuff on this show. I don't want to get into me because that would be funky. Um, I am well. Good. I am, so, I am. Yeah, I was. Don't don't say it. Area. Don't say it because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna ruin okay, my I, intro. Don't ruin the lead. Don't want to ruin the lead. That's right. Anyway, so what I was gonna say before Todd almost rudely interrupted me is that uh, you know the Seahawks preseason started last night or whenever you're listening to this three years ago. Um, I won't tell you what happens in the 2022 season because we don't know yet, and you neither do you. Anyway, to, so to find out more about this team, this 2022 team, we sent Todd, we paid all expenses, that's a lie, no expenses, to Canada, because that, in Toronto, not even like Vancouver, but Toronto, to find out more. And and I'm assuming you haven't run into Luke Wilson or John Ryan at this point. But I what been are you actively searching for them. I'm actually going <laughs> further north into the hinterlands. That's right. In- you're probably still searching for the Maple Leafs last Stanley Cup. So, um, but anyway, so, well, <laughs> 1969. So, and why are, uh, and why are they, they the Leafs instead of the Leafs? Are they the what? Are they the Leafs instead of the Leafs? As you, as you can tell, listener, you, as you can tell, Todd is very far north because we can barely hear him. So maybe if he yells into his headset. What's going on with this headset? I know it's like a tin can and a string, um, <laughs> even though what you're in like the fifth largest city in North America. Yes, I am. And then uh, in a suburb. suburb. Is there a suburb? Is it called Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, basically, I am in the wonderland of Mississauga, hmm. which, which which has a very large downtown area and has its own little satellite cities. So oh, it's uh, very... That's very cool. I'm sure there's a hell of a lot more to do there than there is where I am currently. So I'd rather be there than here. Anywho. I'm glad you're not here, frankly. Enough about Lindsey Graham. My style. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, the Seahawks and the Steelers (laughs) played. Played. Oh, I got to ask before we get into Seahawks, because, you know, it's already (laughs) off the rails like always. Always. Have you how many Tim Hortons have you been to and how much poutine have you had? I have had zero poutine to this. I, I know, bizarre, right? And I have not had any Tim Hortons. So I have seen. You're really in Buffalo, aren't you? You didn't even leave the United States. <laughs> no, I left the United States and I walked through the endless lines to scan my passport. And then the second line of endless lines to go to the customs agent who looked at my ticket that the machine spit out when I sent my passport. And then the next semi endless line. To have the third custom, the second customs agent look at the check mark that the customs agent put on my receipt and take my receipt. So yeah, it took they, like 20 minutes to go through customs, and literally the actual part that mattered was about 35 seconds. That's fine. Chris was just standing in line. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Did they? Did each person who who you had to talk to? Did they say you here with Brittany Griner? I have no idea why Canadians are talking <laughs> like that. But did they say you here with Brittany Griner? You here with her? <laughs> I, like everybody from Canada is from Massachusetts, I guess. So, yes, we, 
zero questions, which is interesting. Well, zero questions. Well, it's probably all in French. Did you land in Montreal? I landed in Toronto, actually. So there you go. One of the three airports? Is that me? Am I right? That's all three airports? You only have three airports in the whole country. Yes. The John John Ryan Memorial Airport. Oh, man. It's not like he was dead. <laughs> He's on a memorial airport. My God. <laughs> He's still alive. He's a punter. Yeah. Um, they actually have three airports in Toronto, but uh, yeah, I landed at the main one that's got the international hub. And my woman is nodding her head. Yeah, you got that right. We got three airports. <laughs> High maintenance people here. Now she's going to look and she's laughing and she said, you are so going to get it later. Because her eyebrows are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's a family show. <laughs> so, but anyway, getting getting to the Seahawks preseason game against the Steelers, which they lost 32 to 25. Yes. Uh, this is the most frustrating thing. Not, I mean, if they win or lose, it doesn't matter. It's a preseason game, right? But the most frustrating thing to me, right? The uh, most frustrating thing was, I, I guess I was wrong in my assumptions. I would assume that they would play Geno Smith, yeah, you know, one or two series, and put Drew Lock in instead of they just played Geno the whole first half, and he looked, he looked okay. I mean, he was ten of fifteen. Two of them were drops, or three, yeah, three were drops, I guess, really. Well. Two were drops and one Noah Fant couldn't remember to put his second foot down, which was weird. So basically, it counts as a drop because it should have been a completion. And he he was okay. The defense was not good starting off. Um, and then they put Drew Locke in the second half, and he he actually looked solid again, just like he did in the mock game. But he was going up against backups of backups. I what what's your take on that? Because clearly the Seahawks they've already named QB one. Week one, it's Geno Smith. Right. No matter what Drew Locke does. So that's my, my frustration. Game two, they have to start Drew Locke and play him the first half. And then let Geno play the second half. I mean, just flip it and see what happens. Uh, otherwise, how are they giving Drew Locke a fair shot? Uh, they aren't. Like I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, if you're playing if you're playing against the second string of the second string, like you said, it's like in the second half, that's when – both teams are really trying to figure out, okay, can this That's guy play? You and I are playing. Basically, yeah. So it makes sense that he had a better statistical game, right? I mean, his his passer rating was like, I think, 40 points yeah. higher than Gino or 50 points higher. He had a great passer rating, but it's like he ought to in the second half of a preseason game when you're playing against, well, when you're playing against people auditioning for the job, right? I'm not going to say they're scrubs because they're not, but of course he he, he better have a better game. Than the guy who's playing against the potential starters. That's a good point. So yeah, you can't figure out what can the guy do unless you give him the opportunity to go against the good teams. And maybe that's what they're going to do. Maybe they just wanted to solidify what Geno can do, which makes sense, and saying give him the opportunity. Okay, let's see what this guy can do. Right now he's our number one guy, and he should be, based on the fact that he's been there. Coach for two Jack years. He knows the system. He played. <laughs> he played relatively well. Uh, in the three games he started and see if he can really continue to get it done and then give Drew the chance in the second game and see what he can do because right now they know he can play pretty well uh, against, like you said, the backups of the backups. They know he can play, he can move the second unit pretty well of their own team, right? But let's see what he can actually do with the starters against the starters Against it, they're playing Buffalo, right? That's the next game. Uh, Bears, Chicago. Oh, the Bears. Oh, that's right. But, yeah, I right. threw you off by saying Buffalo. I don't know if I did that pre-pro or on this. I have no idea. Hi, Ted. Um, 
for everybody <laughs> listening out there, what we do is we pre-pro for like three hours. So all the good oh. conversation's gone. And then we start the show and I'm like, oh, I'm mentioning stuff nobody ever heard. <laughs> I mean, nobody really hears it. And nobody listens to this podcast anyways. Nobody's hearing it anyway other than us. But. Hell, I don't even listen to it. So there you go. Exactly. Yeah, Why they, would they, you? They need to give him a shot. Yeah, because I lived it. And I was like, that's terrifying. <laughs> exactly. Enough. It'd be like going through a car wreck and it's like, oh, I want to watch that again. I hope I have <laughs> it on right. video. Um, That's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting in the car with Marshawn Lynch while. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. Have they made any announcements about? Because they had previously announced he's going to have a, an interesting role with the Seahawks starting, I believe it was December. Have they made any announcements about? I, I meant if they did, I imagine it would be we will let the justice system play its course and we're not going to make any comments until you know, which makes sense because why would you? So yeah, because it's of the, because of him being arrested for DUI. I mean, they've got a starting quarterback who does that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's that mugshot in particular is not a good yeah, look for Marshawn. It's like dude, but I I do I, honestly, and this sounds facetious, but I give him credit. So he wrecks. Well, he wrecked the tires. I don't know if he wrecked the car, but he wrecked the tires. I mean, he literally Somehow. had no tire on one of them. <clears throat> and he just sat there and waited for the cops. He didn't run he away. Said, he said he stole the car. Did you hear that? He said that. He told the cops he stole the car. I had not, <laughs> I had not heard that. Okay, so that makes him sitting and waiting for the police even better. No, it's not responsible to get behind behind the wheel of a vehicle if you're drunk. Absolutely not. But once you've done that, once you've really screwed up and torn up the car, and he just sat and waited for apparently, what, two hours? Is one of the reports I, said he just waited for that long? Which, why would it take the cops that long to show? Of course, you know, it's like if no one's hurt and there's only damage to what they at least thought was their own vehicle, it's like, oh, okay. So it's not going to be a priority. But the yeah. fact that he waited, to me, honestly, that speaks volumes about this guy. He's like, yeah, it's all either thing. that or he couldn't. He literally couldn't physically Could do be. anything else but wait. I mean, he but looked he, pretty. But he didn't know. try. Yeah, he, he looked like me on a Saturday night. Every Saturday night. Every Saturday night. Yeah. Because Saturday nights are right for fighting. So that's what he was doing. He was listening to Elton John. No, I didn't make any sense. So, um, <laughs> the hell <laughs> talking about. Oh yeah, talking so, about the Seahawks. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard if he's still. Hopefully, he'll be. You know, in December. Did you see? Um, I, well, you didn't see, but Michael Bennett see. was uh, part of the broadcast. Yeah, sideline reporting, and people were yeah. like, "Yeah, I don't care how the team does. I'm gonna tie tune in just to hear Michael yeah. Bennett." And it's like, I wrote an article just about that. But did you see his first question to Pete Carroll on the sidelines? I did not. I'm. I can't imagine. <laughs> the game's ongoing, and he's talking to Pete Carroll on the sidelines, and he's like, how Pete, all the people want to know how and why did you trade me? <laughs> he was a blast. I mean, he he was everything you expected on the yes. broadcast. He was he was That's awesome. Perfect. I love the fact that he's in broadcasting. Sherman and broadcasting. Hell, he needs um, to be on the team. Well, yeah. Uh, and apparently, you know, because we had talked about last week, we were we were talking about I made a little comment about it in an article about something else. Just as like they really need him to be in there working with the the young cornerbacks, and he is. So because mm -hmm. he's apparently he and Pete have had a lot of discussions, and he's had several discussions with these young corners, which is like 
gee, you think that's going to be good for the team? It's like, ugh. I hope. have so many players who would be. And Cliff Avril has been in working with, with players on their pass rush. It's like. And they showed up with Boye Mafe last night. He was a beast. Yeah, he, he was. was um, man, he's got so much speed. And he, you know, during at the end of the game, right near the end of the game with a little over a minute left, um, the, the Steelers go for it on fourth down. They do the Seahawks thing in the Super Bowl, and they go for it on fourth down and should have run the ball and probably would have picked it up. Instead, they go and they try to pass for some reason. So uh, Pickett, Pickett rolls out uh, trying to hit Ricardo Lockett. And uh, realized he he retired a long time ago, so there's nobody open. But uh, boy, <laughs> Mafe, yeah, boy, Mafe chases him down. Would have chased him down no matter what. Um, yeah. and and sacks him for second sack of the game. He looked awesome. And then of course the I'm watching it and I'm like, hey, the Seahawks might actually win. You know, they kind of look atrocious early in the game, and I'm like, oh, this is like every other Seahawks game since 2010. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but instead the next play, uh, Lockett's sacked hit and sacked. and and i've seen some people post like oh you know he got he fumbled the ball yeah but he didn't even see the guy coming he was going back to pay it was not Locke's fault it was actually darwin thompson's fault the running back who didn't oh i see this guy coming right towards my quarterback i guess i'll still go out in my route it's like okay that's your job you just lost your roster spot you're definitely not making the team based on you have to be able to block as a running back and he just he totally ignored the guy um, so so Locke fumbles, the Steelers recover, and then a missed tackle later. It was a bunch of missed tackles in this game. Nick Ballore had two of them. And we we love Nick Ballore, but he's yeah. I mean, again, he's not a starting linebacker, but he's that's how he is listed on the roster. Somebody said that. Somebody, oh, he's a fullback. He's not a linebacker. I'm like, that's how he's listed on the roster. He's he he was a linebacker last year, so uh, yeah. not that he actually played much, but that's how he's listed. So, yeah, I mean, that's what he's playing now. He's playing linebacker. So, okay, that's uh, whether he's listed that way or not, that's what he's playing. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And we talked about him before. It's like the dude is that's that's what a football player is. It's like, oh, what do you need? OK, I'll go do that. It's like, right. Exactly. This guy would play guard. I mean, he wouldn't be all that great because he's kind of small for a guard. I don't know. Maybe he would be awesome. I mean, he's he just does to the, and most players do obviously, but he just seems like one of those guys. He does absolutely his effort, absolute effort, maximum effort. Yeah. He's like Deadpool out there in a Seahawks uniform. Yeah, exactly. So. Hey, Tyler Ott's hurt. I'll take his place. Actually, he probably could and would. Yeah. Um, but I'm not saying he's Tyler Ott because we're big Tyler Ott fans on this podcast yeah, too. Seriously. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the the concerns I had, especially defensively, of course, just like the offense, it's all vanilla. There's no scheming against the other team. They don't really care what the other team is. It's not win or lose. It's a preseason game. Yeah. So you're trying to figure out what your players can do. Uh, not against necessarily with the other team. It's not like you're playing the Cardinals in a regular season game and we've got to somehow scheme against Kyler Murray. It's like they don't really care. You know, they just want to see the matchups. They want to see how these players react. And so the Steelers had like 400-something total yards. Um, the defense might be a lot more aggressive starting in week one. They clearly weren't, and they aren't going to be in preseason because there's no reason for them to be. I mean, they were without Jamal Adams, Quandra Diggs, Jordan Brooks, you know, a whole yeah. bunch of people. But um, <clears throat> my concern was the running game still had Puna in there and Monet, and they were getting slashed up the middle a lot of times. And then 
Tariq Woolen um, may have looked good in the mock game. He didn't look good at all starting this game. He missed a tackle badly on the first drive and then totally had miscommunication, which allowed the Steelers. That whole side of the field was wide open, uh, if literally almost, um, for the easy touchdown because Woolen misunderstood what the coverage was. Everybody else was running something, and he was running right into the everybody else, which was like, hey, we're we're playing man here, not zone. And then um, Kobe Bryant got beat. It was a perfect pass, but it was Mason Rudolph, and it was a backup receiver, and he got beat in that corner route um, for a touchdown, and that can't help happen in the regular season either. This defense has to be really good, even though the defense, or the offense looked um, pretty good. Um, there's no guarantee how the offense is really going to be once the other teams are scheming against them. Um, I mean, we, no Rashad Penny, no Will Disley, no Lockett, no Metcalf, but my concerns greatly were with the defense and the one-on-one matchups with Bryant, Woolen, and the run defense. Those are concerning going into the season because those are things that might actually happen. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, the Jones. Mariners. Sorry, I, I was listening to seven uh, Seattle sports radio this, and some Yankees fan. I, I, you didn't miss part of the program. I literally went into this from what I just said, folks. So I apologize. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll just put this in context. Uh, Yankees lost two of three to the to the Mariners. And they had this Seattle sports was had this uh, clip of this guy calling to a New York radio show. Um, really mad. He's like, my blood pressure has been this. He's very New York, but he's like, uh, he's like Buffalo, like where you are. He's like, uh, but my blood pressure hasn't been raised in 10 years, but we lose to the Seattle Mariners. That's exactly how he says it. It's just like, uh, Mariners are, the Mariners did not play last night in the Seahawks Steelers game, by the way. Good to know. Todd's like, I have no idea what we were talking about. Let's go back to, the defense. Back to the defense. Yeah, it's like you said. It's like almost half the more than half the defense starting defense was or presumed starting defense was out. You know, I think we'll see a lot different play from the corners when they're not having rookies playing their first actual competition in the NFL. And you know, it's a preseason game, but still, it's a lot different from playing the mock game playing against the guys you've been practicing against the entire time so but i think we'll see something different when we have Sidney jones back in and it looks like Artie burns so hopefully richard sherman hopefully richard sherman richard sherman probably like you said i don't know if he could start still but there's a good chance he could still start he could definitely still play um he's not going to <clears throat> but yeah like you said i the, the entire starting defensive backfield was out so I, that is going to make, a, I think, a big difference for not just their, their past defense, but also their, their rush, too. Because, okay, it's like if you've got wide-open receivers time and again because you're playing against the second team the entire time, and then the third team is like, well, yeah, you're going to have open receivers. And it's not going to be that difficult, and despite that, you know, like you said. Uh, <clears throat> Mr. Mappe yeah. was able to uh, get some destruction going. So, yeah, yeah I'm looked, not that concerned really about the way the defense looked because it wasn't. That's not their defense. They're not going to be starting those guys. Uh, you know, by the end of the preseason, 
well, maybe we'll, we'll see Kobe Bryant. It was his first game. I mean, it's not like you can take that game and say, oh, well, he's not worth anything. First because, game back since the helicopter crash. No, I'm, it's, people are like, what? Again, nobody else is listening to this. except. Oh, well, that's us, true. So. That's true. So it doesn't make any difference. And Joe Biden. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, it was good to see DJ Dallas. Play he really looked well. awesome. Yes. Travis Homer looked really good. I mean, so, you know. The guys who are definitely going to be backups, they both looked really, really good. Hell, DJ so, looked like he could start. Yeah. But again, it was like, who is he playing against? You know, that's the thing. So. Well, you know but, who led the Seahawks in tackles last night? You have a guess? Any the, guess? Doesn't matter. It's going to. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I would have never guessed this. Who was it? Nick Bullock. Joel DeBlanco. Christine. I'm not making I that name up. That's that literally who, <laughs> he had eight tackles. I don't know who that guy is. I'll be honest. Uh, number two, and we write about the Seahawks every day. Uh, number two was Vi Jones, who actually he was had this the sack on uh, on Pickett and slung him down. Number three was Joey Blunt. I'm not making this up. I swear these people play for the Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. And um and number uh, four tied for fourth were Josh Jones, Mike Jackson, who looked pretty good at, at corner, looked as well as the rookies, unfortunately, yeah. and Miles Adams. So uh, that tells you yeah. it's a preseason game, right? So. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And that's you know that's that's what you're going to see in preseason, especially in the first game. And in the last game, we'll see a lot of the same kind of stuff because, just like you said, they're going to be looking at people as like, okay, who needs to be on this team and who needs to be on the practice squad or maybe not even on the practice squad. And, you know, if you're not picking up a block, you better be be spectacular if you see any action in game two or in the or in practice, like in practice, you better pick up every single blitz. Otherwise, you won't see any action in game two or anything else in camp. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely, you've got to do that. So that and that's what these games are for. So yeah, the the score score is absolutely meaningless, and especially when you consider like who was on the field the entire time. Right. The individual performances. That's what you have to look at. You have to look at you know what Akuna Ford was able to do. <coughs> I just it it's promising. Good performances are extremely promising i'm really not that concerned about pulling getting burned bryant getting burned because again did they have their the standard help at safety no they didn't have the standard help at safety and yeah yeah but i think that with the communication situation yeah and that was the issue and brian just got beat one-on-one so what he wouldn't have had any help over the top anyway on that pass that's what concerns me but again, it's just it's preseason, preseason game. And, and they're rookies, and they're not they're not expected to start. If they were expected yeah, to start, they're in that they're in that mix, and and that's the thing that yeah. uh, the other issue is that Sidney Jones, it, right. 
we don't know if he's any better. Artie Burns has bounced around. There's there's no. I mean, at this point, they need to sign somebody like Richard Sherman. I think he yeah, could start. No Richard, exactly. There's no Richard Sherman in the lineup. That's absolutely true. He's in camp. He's willing to come back. He'd make more money than he is at Amazon. He's with Amazon Prime, right? And on their broadcast yeah. this year. Um, with the Tom Brady, probably as it turns out, I have no idea what's going on with Brady, but some personal <laughs> issue off the field. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's and that and that's my concern is just the one-on-one matchups. It's not really like it wasn't the scheme. I don't care about the scheme. The, the year the Lions, yeah. which was what 2014, 15, whenever whenever they went 0 and 16, they they were 4 and 0 in the preseason that year. So that yeah, tells you what preseason zero. is. Right. Yeah, exactly. That just means if everybody in the league got hurt, the Lions are set with their backups of backups because they can beat everybody else. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I did. I do have an article coming out today, uh, later today, about the tight ends. Will Disley, I don't think he played. Um, if he played at all, I missed it. Um, he, did, he certainly wasn't targeted. And I didn't see him in the game, so he must have set out just because there's no just like Rashad Penny, there's no reason to risk him to injury or anything. I did think Noah Fant and Colby Parkinson didn't look good. Fant didn't get that foot down when he should have. He's a receiver first and foremost before he's a blocker. And he Gino threw a beautiful pass to him. And again, Geno Smith didn't look bad. Drew Locke just looked a lot more enticing, stronger arm, clearly. Um just looks like they'd be more dynamic offensively with with Locke than they will with Geno. My fear with Geno is they they look a lot like those three games they had him as starter last year, which is what well, just don't don't make a mistake. And then he makes a mistake late in the game, and like except against the Jaguars, which you and I could have beaten. But against the Steelers and the Saints in the regular season last year, he made those two late mistakes and cost them the game basically. But they hold on. They they want to have that conservative offense under Geno play the game close to the vest and they don't have that quarterback because Gino's not that quarterback who can bail them out in the fourth quarter and allow them to win the game. So I feel like they're going to lose a lot of close games, which, you know, I think they have to go with Locke for that reason because Locke obviously is about striking that balance, right? Because Gino is the more consistent is going to be the more consistent quarterback is going to play more in control. Right. But, Locke is the guy with the big arm. That's always been the attraction with, with Locke. And he's more mobile than, than Gino. Gino's more like he's going to be in the pocket. Not that he can't move around. Absolutely he can. But Locke is more the type who's going to just go on the move. But there's drawbacks to that, obviously, because it's like you've got to be you got to be like like Russell Wilson was. And for the vast majority of his career, it's like he knew when to go on the move, basically. He knew when to extend plays, it's like, and we saw at the end of <clears throat> the previous season and a lot of last season where he was making not the best choices, and he was forcing balls because he can throw the deep ball, and it's like, and he was throwing in the double coverage, and at times it was not the right thing to do, whereas in previous seasons it was. <clears throat> Locke seems to be making better choices, at least in camp and making good choices in the game last night, I would rather go with Locke because I think Locke has the better ability to bail you out in the fourth quarter. The flip side is there's probably a better chance that you're going to be behind because of maybe some issues that that Locke doesn't play under complete control. I mean, that's what they're looking for. To me, that's what they're looking for to see if Locke can pick up that 
that game management sense from Gino. I'm not calling him a game manager at all, but he has a to me he has a better sense of managing the game than Locke does at this point, or has in his career. And I think if they can get that aspect into Locke's game, then they're going to be very happy because definitely he's got the better physical tools. It's like he yeah. can throw the deep ball a lot better than Gino, and not that Gino can't. But Locke just has a, a huge arm. And an accurate arm for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't <laughs> have making uh, the right making the right decisions, and right. that's what they're waiting to see if he can do that. And the thing that I'd made much rather Wilson, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and the thing that made Wilson so good on the deep passes weren't wasn't just his arm strength, but his his touch. I mean, he's thrown the he throws the best deep pass I've ever seen because he has the strength of arm and the touch and to the be touch. consistently accurate. I'm not sure if. I, at this point, they're not. The Seahawks aren't going to be, based on what we've seen, the Seahawks are not going to be much better with either Geno or Drew. So why not go with Drew, just to see? He's the younger quarterback. He's as you exactly. said, he's, he's the guy better who could be the future gifts. of your franchise. Geno's not going to be the future of your franchise at this point in his career. I mean, you know, he's not. Right. He's proven. He's been around much longer. He's proven he's not. Could he take a team to a Super Bowl? Absolutely. I mean, look at some of the teams. Look at some of the quarterbacks who've won Super Bowls. Of Trent course, Dilfer. he could win a Super Bowl. That's who I was thinking of. <laughs> I'm not knocking him, but he's no. No one thinks of oh, who are the greatest quarterbacks? It's like Trent Dilfer doesn't come up ever for good reason, and Geno Smith never will either. Yeah, of course he could win a Super Bowl. Drew Locke has the potential to turn into that kind of quarterback where he's a big asset, as opposed to okay, he's the guy who helped move the team along. So, yeah, and like you said, he's younger. He's still at the point where he can really – he could be the quarterback for this team moving forward for the next decade maybe. That makes your draft picks next year huge because now you don't have to use a first-round pick on a quarterback. Like what you know, the, what you could do with your, for your team with two first-round picks and you don't have to use one on a quarterback is enormous. Absolutely, oh, yeah. they have to figure out if they can. If Drew Locke is the guy, <clears throat> and which is absolutely why they have to play him for the first half against the Bears, and see if he can get it done against what you can, as far as you can tell, is the best competition at least so far. And just hell, I've put him in for the whole game. You know what Geno can do. There's That's no point. point to, to me. There's no point in having Geno play the rest of the preseason, honestly. Because you know what he can do is, like, keep him sharp. I mean, you know, he can keep sharp in practice and the rest of that, but keep him healthy because what are you going to do if he gets hurt? Well, then obviously it's Drew Locke, yeah, and then what a, happens if Drew Sorry to hurt. jump in for a second, but that's a, actually a great point I hadn't even thought of, which is if the Seahawks already assumed Geno Smith's going to be week one starter, why play yeah. him? You wouldn't start. You wouldn't play Russell Wilson that much in the preseason. So no, put exactly. Drew in and... and have him blow you away if he can, and then play Jacob Eason, who needs the snaps. Unless Eason's like, actually going to be the starter, and we all don't know it, and they're just like, don't risk Eason. <laughs> well, it's not like it hadn't happened before. Um, actually, that's an article that someone should get busy and write later today for tomorrow, because um, I just thought of it while I was talking. But it does make perfect sense. Honestly, I, I did. But it just occurred to me, it's like, if he's, just like you said, if he's if he's your de facto starter, you you know what he can do. You know what Geno Smith can do. You've had him for two years. You're, he doesn't really need to work out the new schemes of the offense because the offense isn't really new from last year. Defense is, but the offense isn't. Like, 
don't play him anymore. Just give Drew every opportunity now to see what he can actually do and see if he's the guy. He's got two games to do it. And if he can't, okay, you got Gino. And you're happy with Gino, clearly, because they gave him a nice contract to stay. Yeah. Like They would save $3 million if they're really – I mean, he's not – Overpaid, and none of the quarterbacks are for the Seahawks. But right. you'd save three million dollars if he, if Geno Smith were not on the roster. Yeah, and they need to keep him on the roster. I know you're not saying that, but yeah, that that's because you have to have a reliable backup. And I don't know why you hate Jacob Eason, but right. <laughs> at the least, Geno is a reliable backup. I'm not saying he should be the backup, but at the very least, I, I, I. I don't. I can't imagine any team in the league who would not like to have Geno as the backup. I'm sure a lot would be like, yeah, he's not starting for us, and that's okay, because I think he probably could. I think he would be fine as the starter, but you have to see if Drew Lock can do it. Like, why did you take him in the deal if you're not getting the real opportunity to start? Yeah, because we know it's going to happen. Jimmy G's going to get released in two weeks. He's going to be the starter for the Seahawks week three. Sorry. Yeah, it better not be. I mean, there's a there's all that opportunity because once the once he's released, he's fair game. You don't owe him all that money. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, he could be in the and, CFL. No, I'm just, there's, just to bring bring up that I, you're still in Toronto or Buffalo, yeah, sure. wherever you are. I don't I don't want Jimmy G on the team. You're in Shawshank. I, I I am I am in Jimmy G's hometown, and everybody looks like a male model. It's really weird. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I just don't. I just step for Jimmy G's. Because it's the same thing with Jimmy G. It's like you know what you, you know what he can do. Like, okay, and it's and I get that it's the same argument with Drew Locke. Is you know what Drew Locke can do, and I I I get that. But I don't think Drew Locke ever had an opportunity in an offensive system like Jimmy G has had. I know for a fact he hasn't had the opportunity in an offensive system oh like Jimmy gosh. G has had. So, and I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's a fine quarterback, but. I think the Seahawks need him because, again, you're going to wind up in the same exact situation, just slightly lower dollar level that he has with Russ, which is why Russ isn't with the team anymore, because they don't want to dump like 10% of their salary cap into one player. Yeah, but you wouldn't with Jimmy. I mean, once he's released, you don't owe him that money. Nobody, you could sign him for whatever you wanted to sign him for. Yeah, but when he resigns, that's when you got to pay him. If he's good. But if he's good, he's good. good. And if he's good, then... Then you're right back and it's like, oh, okay, we're paying our quarterback $30 million. It's like, I would rather mm-hmm. have Drew Locke be good and pay him less money. Or if, if neither guy works out, it's like we get a rookie and we're right back where we were with Russell Wilson back in the day. And it's like you're paying him the rookie salary and you can afford to have a great team around him. That's why I don't want Jimmy G or or any of these other quarterbacks in that group. It's not I'm about sorry, Jimmy are you G, implying that Matt Flynn is still a free agent? <laughs> I believe he is. And Just yesterday. Just yesterday, to prove that I'm not just totally goofing off on my vacation and spending time with this creature, um, that another person, not on our staff, thank God, talked about, ooh, Sam Darnold. He'd be a great fit for the Seahawks. <laughs> and it's like, what, because a helmet fits on his head? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's the only way he'd be a fit for the He's Seahawks. He's got guardian <laughs> caps. He can play. Oh, my God. Yeah, guardian cap. <laughs> um, yeah, I uh... – I, I don't I don't get that. I, I for two seconds started to write an article about Sam Darnold just like a month ago, you know, thinking, yeah. hey, maybe there's but just his the compared to the other quarterbacks on his same team, like when he was with the Jets, 
his numbers are just atrocious. And I thought he was way too high of a bit. I didn't really like him at USC. He was a, he was a, um, basically he benefited from the system and being at USC, but he doesn't, he, he's pedestrian and on a team that needs a quarterback who's really good, who he can't elevate the team any, then it's pointless. It makes zero sense. People saying, oh, the Seahawks should give Sam Darnold a chance. I was like, why, why wouldn't you do that when you've got Drew Locke, who basically is better Sam Darnold, than, yeah. Sam, than Sam Darnold? It's like, okay, if you're willing to give the guy with Sam Darnold's record a chance, it's like, you got Drew Locke, who's a better quarterback. Yep. He's got stronger arm. arm. Locke has a stronger arm and than Darnold. He's <laughs> like, more, yeah. And and he's been in the system since March. And and that's what some people seem to act like, oh, it's just plug and play. You just put a quarterback in and everything's fine. It's like, yeah, do know people run different systems, right? You're not going to walk in and be able to to run your offense. It's like, oh, no problem. I know this. It's like, I got it down. It's like, mm-mm. that's why Geno Smith has the has the foot at the yeah the foot forward, the edge up, whatever the hell he's got. That's why he has the advantage foot because he's been the there for two years. Yes. I don't know. So, but yeah, Sam Darwin, you got to be kidding me. I mean, like, at least Garoppolo is is good. Janine, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's um, like I can see that yeah. because you actually get something if you play if you hire that guy. He still mm-hmm. has to learn the offense and all the rest of it. And I still think you have issues because if he's really good, then you got to pay him and all the rest of that. But I mean, it would be the same thing with Sam Darnold or anybody you get. Because their contract yeah. comes up next year and is like, okay, if he if he by some miracle he turns out to be really good, then you can't afford to keep him. What was the point? But yeah, he would be atrocious. So uh, you, uh, when are your interviews with John Ryan and Luke Wilson and all the other great Canadian today. Seahawks? Today I'm going oh, up north. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's like a, a junket. Like you have like two questions you can ask. Tell me yes. when you start. So you got a few days. What are you doing? What, what else are you going to do in, in Toronto or outside Toronto in the suburbs? Actually, I actually haven't even seen Toronto suburbs. yet, which I'm very sad about. Maybe I'll go see Chinatown in Toronto maybe Monday or Tuesday. And yes. You haven't seen the Rogers Center? My, my tour guide is nodding, nodding her head yes. It's like, yes, perhaps we will. No, I've not seen the Rogers Center either. I've not seen anything of any import, of any note whatsoever, and I'm so disappointed. I came here to be... A, now I'm in trouble. I came here to be a tourist. Now, yeah, it's been it's been a lovely stay, and we are going to a town called Terracotta. As I understand it, the whole place is made of clay. It's just amazing. that's what I was about to say. Is that a terracotta? It's not real, <laughs> yeah. right? It's a bunch of uh, Chinese figurines around here. That's all it is. It's really weird. <clears throat> well, that's cool. Uh, maybe you'll get to visit the sets. Uh, they have like a Smithsonian where instead of mash, it's like 192, right? You can go to the 192 yes. set. The yes, Jared exactly. Kiso wing. Of... That's exactly what it'll be. I have had some delightful beer and I've had some delightful food. I have not had poutine, though, as you've said. But, uh, Gotta have, have poutine. Had... Oh, yeah, I'll have poutine before it's over. Damn straight. But, <laughs> uh, yes, we went to a lovely brew house the other day and I have a bottle of Singha Stout ready for ready for beveraging beveraging later. I had a lovely Midland Stout during the show and it was quite lovely from Wellington. <coughs> Not Wellington, New Zealand because that would be really weird. But yeah, it's been a very lovely trip. 
haven't seen oh. uh, a single Seahawks jersey, which makes me very sad because I thought what Canada represented, but apparently not these people. <laughs> Have you seen some Argonauts jerseys? I've seen no Argonauts at all. Nor any Tiger Cats. We're close to Hamilton, too. So. But I was told not to go to Hamilton. I told I was told Hamilton was too rough for me. That's right. That I would Every, everybody looks like uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda there. It's really strange. Yes, everybody does look like Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> in Hamilton. They all kind of rap sing. It's, it's very strange. Yes, they do. Yes, it's, so. it's a weird town. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> Hamilton. Those Tiger Cats. So um, I think that's <laughs> what they're the called, names, right? Though, don't they? Yeah, the Tiger Cats. Tiger right. Cats, Argonauts. It's like they have awesome names. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like minor league baseball. So uh, that's that's our show because Todd has got to um, be off in time to do those interviews with Luke Wilson and John Ryan. Please don't tune in for that next week. It's not going to really happen. I mean, maybe it will. Todd, maybe Todd will randomly run into, oh, the Argonauts are playing. I can't. He's playing for Saskatchewan, I think. Punting for Saskatchewan. Hey, that's John Ryan. So, um, somebody. Yeah. The Saskatoonies. Oh, I do have a loony in my pocket, so that makes me happy. <laughs> got, a, got a loony in my pocket. Sounds like a start of a song. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Black Keys, new song, Loony in My Pocket. That's how we're ending. <laughs> oh my God, that would so, be awesome. <laughs> Bare Naked Ladies haven't. Uh, yeah, that definitely Toronto. sounds like a bare naked lady sound, right? <laughs> and it would be good. Be good. So, all right. Well, enjoy uh, listening to Justin Bieber and eating your poutine. And uh, I'm glad and you put it in that order. <laughs> enjoy eating your Justin Bieber and listening to your poutine. <laughs> yes. That's our show. Tune in next week while we talk something. I don't know what we're talking about. Thanks for listening. Why are you the worst?